The Sober Gay Podcast is fully self-funded. If you'd like to show your support, go to thesobergay.com and click on tip. Welcome to The Sober Gay, a podcast about being sober in the LGBT community and beyond. I'm your host, Dylan Gay, and yes, that is my real last name. If you'd like to watch today's episode, go to thesobergay.com and click on the Watch tab. Hi, Aubrey. Hello, Dylan. How are you? You know, I am here live and good. Oh, I love that. You're here live and good. I love that you're live and good. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. Life has been a little hectic for the past few weeks, but things are getting back on track, so... That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, so we're, today we're going to be talking about sobriety getting popular. Mm. Uh, I definitely noticed this because we just attended our, a sober festival. Yes. And that was so much fun. It was a blast. Yeah. And so I think it was the largest sober festival yeah, out there. Yeah, I heard that. So, I mean, it's the only one I've ever heard of. That- it's the only one I've ever heard of, too. And it was it was a great... We had a great artist there. Who was it? Um, autograph. Autograph. Oh. And someone else. I forget. <sighs> All, uh, autograph. Someone else. Yeah, it was but, fun. Um, we got um, some of the VIP package from Sundown. So it was really cool. They gave us some mocktails mm-hmm. and groovy beers and things like that. And we got to hang out and we got dinner. Right. And it, it was cool because it felt like... Um, the whole vibe was like a music festival in yeah. the way that they had like the lights and people dressed up and like doing these fun, fancy things. But everyone was sober. Yeah, it was really cool. I smelled some weed in the air, but yeah, it, at well. least it felt good to not be surrounded by drunk idiots. Yeah, it was funny because when Aubrey and I were leaving, there was this girl that was like, what's going on in there? And we're like, oh, it's a sober music festival. And she's like, sober, like, like, like not drinking. <laughs> we're like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't drink. We're having fun and partying while not being drunk. She's like, okay, I guess you guys like that. <laughs> she was not about it. It was, well, next door, what, there was the uh, blue moon. So there was blue moon thing going on, too. So we had a whole bunch of drunk people next door to us that were like, looking over like oh there's a festival and then they're like it's a sober fest and they're like <laughs> yeah nope. like a random fire broke out at one point too oh yeah that was weird the light oh my god the rain though yeah oh my god it started raining mm. put out the fire at least it did it did <laughs> there was like a fire on the other side of the fence and like everyone was very confused but it was along a very popular walking path in Denver, so it was the one I used to get there. Yeah, too. that's what scared me. I was like, "Wait a damn minute! I used that path to get here." Hold on, this was fire the whole time, <laughs> right? But then it rained like crazy for like ten minutes. Yeah, just about over. ten minutes. Oh but... yeah, it blew. It just came in like that. It was like poured. It was like the skies just said, "Hey, I'm crying now." Yeah, we hid under the tent with our friends at awake. <laughs> the sober bar here in thank Denver. Thank you all for that. We appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, ooh, thank God that we're friends with the awake people because they let us under their tent. <laughs> oh, such a blast. I'm glad I'm glad to see that we're getting these types of events though yeah. around and they're starting to, be, to become a place, uh, a safe haven yeah. for, for a lot of people. Um, because I know for me, there are festivals out there that, yeah, you can go and find your sober tribe and, you know, a lot of, a lot of times like, 
you can go and look on the Facebook pages and find people that are, are also going to be sober and camp with them. But like here, it's just like you don't have to worry about who you're going to be around because for the most part, everyone is going to be and, and what their sense is sober. You yeah. Know? And I don't think everyone there was um, by definition like a sober person all the time. Yeah. I think people, a lot of the people there um, that I spoke to were just there to be sober and have a good time and not have to worry about drinking mm -hmm. and just enjoy the music and dance around. And there was a meditation booth uh, ran by our friend Maurice, who was on last week, last week's episode. Um, it was really cool. Um, I like to see how sobriety is coming into the mainstream. You start to hear about it more and more. I start to see more on TikTok mm -hmm. about sobriety and, a lot of people I've noticed, like, because I'm on uh, spiritual TikTok, so I see a lot of, like, the spirituality mm. stuff. And I notice a lot of people in the spirituality TikTok community are, you know, getting waking up to sobriety and realizing, like, hey, when you're sober, you, you kind of do all this shadow work naturally. And you start to, like, learn more about yourself mm. naturally just because you are sober and you don't have any way to dumb down any you know fears or anything tormenting you in your brain you kind of have to face all of it yeah there's no forgetting it <laughs> yeah exactly so i like how um i like how tiktok mainstream at least is i'm starting to see a lot more people talking about their experience not drinking or just putting it out there that it's okay to not drink and i see a lot of people offering different drinks in, that are not alcoholic for their parties and things like that mm -hmm. and just like the openness to it I, I just noticed a whole cultural 180 mm -hmm. of how people are treating sober people. And, and this might sound weird and maybe like off a little bit, but I also have noticed that there's like this shift in when it comes to talking about drinking now with people. And it's yeah. now, now a lot more people are really conscious about how much they are drinking. And they're like, I'm not, I'm not drinking that much or I'm not doing it. And it's like, they noticed like, it started people are starting to notice like maybe we are drinking a lot more than we yeah. should be as a culture and i i've noticed that like when i bring it up to people like at work and i'm like yeah i'm sober they're like oh oh yeah yeah i don't i don't drink every now and then and they like they try to like you know yeah, they, they try, try to, to make like, it seem like they're a part of the so uh, like sober yeah. community too and they're not always drinking so it's almost like this like stigma is changing to where like drinking might be the bad thing now yeah and i yeah it's funny when they're like they're like, oh, you, you, you don't drink, and then they're, oh, oh what was I gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> Love that moment. No, when they're like, they're like, um, they, yeah, they start to like show off like how how sober they can be, mm -hmm. and then they, and then they'll like feel apologetic towards you and yes. be like, oh, well, he's not drinking. That must be so hard. I'm like, girl, it ain't that hard. Right? Now. I'm just like, not drinking. I'm just not picking up a drink today. Yeah, <laughs> I just that's pretty much what it is. But people don't realize like the liberation that we've gotten from being sober. We don't have to feel like we need anything to dumb down our emotions like mm. that or every night or mm -hmm. anything, or when we're in a big group of people. So, but they don't, they can't fathom that because they're not at that point. Well, it's, it's, it's again, goes, it goes back to like losing a friend and not necessarily like these people are all alcoholics and all of them are alcoholics if they're drinking, but it's still losing a friend. And if you, if you have that like thought process of, Oh my gosh, what if I never drink again? Yeah. Like, they still have to go through that. Like it's no longer in their life. It's no longer going to be a part of them. So. Right. I don't see much like sober propaganda. I mean, I still see like the random like beer drinks shirts or beer shirts and, you know, wine, you know, culture for wine moms mm -hmm. and things like that. 
I'm not really seeing anything public um, yet, but I definitely have my eyes peeled. Um, but I want the mainstream to kind of catch on. I and I I think they might start to do that slowly over the next couple of years or so. And I think one I think one of the defining things in America, and you can always kind of tell what American culture, um, you can always kind of tell what American culture is going to be like when the Super Bowl comes around. Oh, explain. I I just think that that's a huge time for like advertisements of drinking and things like oh, that. And yeah. I I mean it's one of the biggest. I would say one of the biggest days that people celebrate here in America. It's Super Bowl. A lot of people love football. I could be generalizing as well, but um, we you get a lot of advertisements thrown at you during that time, and so you can kind of see where American culture is at that point because that is what a lot of Americans are watching. I feel like there is a is there a Heineken Zero ad running? I don't really see much television, but I know that they did do some uh, Heineken Zero ads back yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, they wanted to they wanted to you know sh- showcase that they do kind of cater to the sober community, pandering in a way. Great, and I'm glad I mean, they I'll have it. it. But... I did. I, I remember there's. A, I yes, yes, yes. There is a a Heineken Zero commercial of a guy like driving mm-hmm. with his Heineken Zero. Because it's zero point zero, so you know there's no mm. like residual or anything, and so you could drive while you're drinking it. But I, I don't know how I commercial. feel about that. That sound I, I <laughs> very like I weird mean, advertising. It's kind of like, like you know, like it's like putting it in people's face, kind of like pull me over, look, I'm drinking, but it's not alcohol. Yeah, like, it's just kind of weird. I would never, I'm never driving and like, oh, I could really use a Heineken Zero while That's I a pride drive. Thing, it's a right. I don't want to just sit and drive and drink a Heineken Zero. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, that's weird. For me, I'm just starting to see that I do think that companies are starting to take notice and hold that there is a big market in sobriety. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people in this country that are struggling and it is a big market to be able to open up to those people and say, it's okay. Yeah. I went to a place um, called The District um, like two weeks ago. The District. Um, and they have a, a sober menu now, mm-hmm. like a mocktail menu. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. And I wouldn't think of a place like that because it's right next to Hamburger Mary's, which is just very drinking, you know, like get fucked up place. Um, I wonder if Hamburger Mary's has a mocktail menu. They should. I'm sure they do. I think I actually do think they do. I know a lot of the restaurants on that that street there tend to have some sort of sober option i know my restaurant we're, we're really working hard at trying to create a good sober curious menu for people but apparently rituals out of stock right now like everywhere yes yeah right there look at that rituals out of stock it's yeah great. that means someone's drinking it yeah they're going <laughs> i mean it's a it's good to see that people are recognizing these brands for what they are I love to I like getting making people a, a drink with ritual because I'm like this is it's gonna taste it's gonna give you that burn but literally it's made from botanicals and mm-hmm. good stuff so you're gonna end up feeling better after you drink this mocktail versus a cocktail where you would end up feeling temporarily better because you're buzzed but you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's there's no health benefit to that whereas a mocktail you're now adding a health benefit mm-hmm. by by making it botanicals mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It's worth, I think it is really worth um, having those options for people because it's not just for people who are sober too. It's for people who might need to be a DD that night or for people who 
might just need to have like something along with them. I, I think it's a great way um, to even kind of like get people like the knowledge of alcohol and maybe give them like the test without actually like giving them the alcohol. Yeah. And it gives like the type one drinkers, the people who can just have one glass of wine and be okay. It gives them a way to not to just skip the middleman and not even go for that because they just want that one glass to be social anyway. Now mm-hmm. they can have their non-alcoholic you know, option. And I think that's really good because I know a lot of my friends, um, they do both. They'll dabble in mocktails and cocktails and giving them that opportunity to just like still blend in and not have to worry about anything is cool for them, you know? I think that's one of the biggest barriers when it comes to sobriety and reaching sobriety in this country or like just even reaching a like normalized state of drinking. Um, That's a weird way of saying that. But um, I think that we focus, we're looking for like a way out when we're, when we're social um, and it does allow those people to have that way out now, because I think that was the big barrier. It's like you either had to drink or you had a water or an iced tea or a juice. Yeah. And someone I saw on TikTok the other day was saying, uh, they're like, oh, it's bad luck to toast with water. I'm like, fuck out of here. Like, it's bad luck to toast with champagne because you're going to get drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I had so many worse situations happen to me when I was drunk. Yeah. And... I'm like, how is it bad luck to toast with water? That makes no sense. So this is your disclaimer that it is totally cool to toast with water. Yeah. Please toast with water. Yeah. Please delicious. toast with anything Coke, too. And I'm talking about Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I just think that I I just think that the popularity um growth is also having to do with people like us being able to push that into mainstream and people like us pushing to have it be mainstream. Yeah, you know, just it's talking a, it's a about fight. it. It's like just talking about it makes such a difference just because people are so used to hearing the conversation be centered around alcohol in public spaces so now that we can change the conversation and make it more about us yeah because as it should be no, just kidding. no i mean seriously though would you have ever had that conversation with that um you know with that girl beforehand you know right outside of the sober festival if that wasn't there with yeah. that the conversation and now that kind of gets her thinking as well like yeah, oh who knows sober she festival she could have went home that night and been like huh those guys were sober and dancing mm-hmm. and happy and I was making fun of them in a way and I was drunk and stumbling like I you know that's it's going to create a lot of like self-reflection for people yeah. just from us talking and more people talking about it mm-hmm. it's gonna you know create it more of a, a comfortable space to talk about it and not so taboo comfortable space is the way that I think it's uh it's not safe space, but uh, um, just a space to be able to talk about anything with, you know, yeah, people might have differences of opinion on it, but you can talk about it without having a fight break out or without like someone looking yeah. down on you for it. And honestly, anytime that there's a major disagreement at a bar, it usually has to do with someone being inebriated in the first place. So mm-hmm. it's like you pull that out of there. I didn't notice any fights break out at Sundown mm-hmm. Music Festival. I didn't. Security was just bored. It looked like security was just standing around enjoying the music. 
I mean, what are they going to do? Like, yeah. I mean, most people are, are pretty much in control of what's going on in this situation. Um, yeah, no one was trying to, like, jump a fence. No one was just, like, no one got the daring idea to do something stupid. It was yeah. just, everyone was just vibing and just dancing. You danced. You didn't have people running into each other. And people were, like, aware of their space. Yeah. And the people around them. And, and it got pretty busy. Yeah. Like, towards the end. Like, I got there pretty early. And it was just, like, you know, any kind of festival during the day. But towards like dark and like the nighttime it was pretty popping yeah i got oh and the thunder uh, every time it thundered we would all clap it was just like a really cool moment for everyone i am disappointed i never saw the fire oh my god i mean (laughs) that the fire in the beginning yeah they had pyrotech like the you know like concerts and things do and every time that they would like shoot the sparkler fire up i'd be like oh look fire and then aubrey would look and it would be gone so I don't actually think this fire was ever Did there. Did you never see it? Really? No, I never saw the fire. Oh the fire never happened anytime I was looking at the stage, and it was very disappointing. I feel so. like every time I looked at the stage, I saw the fire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, next time, all right, Sundown, I need you to have more pyrotechnics. I need fireworks. Yeah, Okay. Right. No, I'm just kidding. You all did great. Yeah, we're going to be at a booth there next year, so that's going to be cool. Yes. Come see us in a year. <laughs> yes, please do. I am super excited to do more stuff like that and more stuff with the sober community. Which is getting more popular. Popular. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's thanks to you all, too. Like, you all being able to just also be vulnerable with us and share us, your opinions to us. Like, that is also a way to, like, get more information out there. For sure. Where is a good place that they could send us emails if they want to talk to us? Ooh, I think they can go to the... So, oh my gosh, I'm doing the wrong thing. Let's go to the sobergay at gmail.com. Yeah, send those emails to the sobergay at gmail.com. Mm. Yeah, this brings us to the end of our episode today. I know, I know. So oh. popular. I know. <laughs> I'll just have to wait another week. Uh, well, where can popular bitches find us on Instagram? Well, they can find us at the sobergay podcast. The sobergay podcast. And we <laughs> we do have a website, and it's very popular. I don't know if you could get on. If you could log on, you could try to log on. I don't know if you're going to be able it's to get on. It's exclusive, though. So. But you can type in www.thesobergay.com and try. <laughs> I don't know, though. You're wearing pink. Right. Yeah, it's for rainbow bitches. <laughs> Until next time. Stay, stay sober, girl. girl.